That there Beavis and Butthead are cartoons. Listener's discretion should be advised, and don't try this at home. In this episode of The Butt Chronicles, we take a look at Beavis and Butthead, episode 55, The Crush. Uh, welcome to Industrial Industries World Radios, The Butt Chronicles. Uh, you said welcome. Uh, oh, God. Well, hey there, everybody, ladies, gentlemen, and butt munches alike. Welcome to the Butt Chronicles, your audio guide to everything Beavis and Butthead. And I'm your host, DJ Glowing Ice. Yeah, I just got done taking a dump, got a cup of coffee, and uh, ready to go with this episode. And uh, this episode is a very monumental one because it rounds out the complete cast of reoccurring characters in Beavis and Butthead. And we top it all off with Todd. And Todd is one of the more cooler bad boy characters within Beavis and Butthead, within the series. And, uh, yeah, I I like him a lot. Reminds me of a lot of people I grew up with. So, (laughs) let's just get right into this. So, Beavis and Butthead, episode 55, The Crush, was first aired on MTV on November 8th, 1993. And now, let's check out what happens to Beavis and Butthead in... The Crush. The episode starts inside Beavis and Butthead's house as they watch TV. On their TV shows a news reporter standing in front of a seven-story building that's on fire. As smoke billows out from the building, firefighters are working on putting out the flames. The reporter says, And now it appears that the explosion not only killed everyone inside the building, Toxic debris from the blast may have settled in the reservoir, poisoning the entire county's water supply. Eh, no, that's not it. Change it, Butthead says to Beavis. Beavis changes the channel to another news report, as a newswoman stands in front of a bridge that's broken and has fallen into the river below. The newswoman says, And authorities say that there hasn't been a bridge disaster like this in all of human history. As many as two dozen vehicles were sent plunging into the icy depths, and we just received word that the list may include a busload of missionaries. That isn't it. Beavis changes the channel once more. The channel changes to yet another news reporter, who is standing in front of a stadium to where the dome roof has caved in and smoke is billowing out from it. The reporter says, And we can now confirm that the roof collapse here at the Megadome has trapped all 50,000 sports fans within. Behind the reporter, we see people slowly joining in behind him and getting into the camera shot. The reporter continues, These are simple folk like you and me who bargained for nothing more than an afternoon of tractor pull excitement. Back to looking at the boys on the couch, Butthead yells and points, That's it! That's it! Back to the TV, we see Beavis and Butthead join the crowd of people behind the reporter. Beavis holds up the devil horns as Butthead turns around, pulls his pants down, and shows his butt to the camera. All of this happens as the reporter continues saying, How many of those innocent fans survived, if any, may not be known for hours or even days. But the carnage, the tragedy, the heartbreak, the misery, the sorrow, the waste, the human suffering are incomprehensible. As the boys see themselves on TV, they're excited. They headbang and yell, YES! The next scene, the boys are sitting on the curb in front of the entrance doors to the Quick Mart convenience store. 
Their bicycles are parked in one of the spaces up front. As they sit, they eat nachos, and Butthead also sips from a cup that reads Fruity Whip. As we see a close-up of Beavis's nachos, a roach crawls into the cheese and chips. Beavis grabs the chip, roach, and cheese combination and eats it all without noticing. <clears throat> These nachos are good. Yeah, nachos rule. We then hear a car coming from the distance. Beavis eats and points and says, Hey, Butthead, check it out. Cool. This is when a beat-up green car barrels into the parking lot, smoke billowing out from the tailpipe. The tires squeal as it runs over Beavis and Butthead's bicycles in the parking lot. The car backs up, only to run the bikes back over again, which are now in pieces. The boys, now looking a bit shocked, see Todd open up his car door and step out. Todd is the neighborhood bad boy, in his late teens to early 20s, who Beavis and Butthead see as the coolest dude ever. As rock music blares from his car, Todd grabs the loose handlebars from one of the crushed bikes, looks at the boys and says, Where's the preschoolers who parked their sucky little trikes in my space? The boys, without saying a word, raise their hands. Todd walks up and grabs Butthead by his neck and lifts him off the ground. Then, with his left foot, puts it on Beavis's chest, pinning him down with his back to the ground. Todd holding Butthead up against the front doors of the Quick Mart by his neck, he says, If my arm wasn't sore from my new tattoo, I'd smear both your asses all over the parking lot. We then see a close-up of Todd's new tattoo on the upper part of his arm. It's a skull wearing an eye patch, biting down on the blade of a knife, with a flame backdrop. The text underneath the skull reads, Life sucks. Beavis, now with Todd's foot on his neck, says, Whoa, cool. Give me your cherry fruity whips and those nachos, and I might not shove these handlebars up your butt. Butthead gasping for air says, Uh, okay, and hands over his fruity whip to Todd. Todd grabs the cup and with one gulp throws the entire drink down his mouth. He instantly grabs the nachos and eats them in one swoop as well, and then walks back to his car, which is still idling. With tires squealing, Todd drives off, leaving a cloud of exhaust in Beavis and Butthead's face. Pink hearts start popping up around both the boys as they say, Todd's cool. Yeah, I think he likes us. Yeah, let's go hang with him. The next scene, we're at a park, and we see a dirt road with a big yellow caution sign on it that reads, Road closed due to rock slide. Rock music is blasting loudly from a car as the shot zooms out. We see Todd's gang hanging by the caution sign. Todd's green car is parked, along with a red and purple car that looks just like his. Todd's gang consists of three other dudes as they stand around, resting against their cars. Off to the right, we see tennis courts that are fenced in with a sign reading, Private Tennis Club, Members Only. As Todd leans against his car, rock music blasting, a tennis player dressed in a white shirt and white shorts runs up to him holding his racket. Hi, excuse me, uh, we're playing over on the courts there, and the music is kind of getting in the way of our concentration. Uh, any chance of getting it turned down? No. Todd replies, back to the tennis player, Yeah, I was just wondering, because I really don't see why you can't enjoy your rock music at a slightly lower volume. 
Todd turns his head to look into his car through the driver's window. He leans in and lowers the volume on the radio. Alright, thanks a bunch. Have a real nice day, okay? The tennis player says as he waves and walks away. Todd then immediately reaches back into his car and turns the volume back up. Cut to the caution sign as we see Beavis and Butthead hiding behind it and spying on Todd and his gang. Why didn't Todd kick that guy's ass? He's gonna kick his ass later when his girlfriend's watching. The boys then walk from the sign and towards Todd. Seeing the boys walk up to him, Todd says, Hey, it's those punks from Quick Mart. Kindergarten get out early today, girls? Eh, <laughs> that's pretty funny. The boys laugh. Then Todd grabs Butthead by the neck and holds him in a headlock, with his fingers clutched around his nose. What do you fuzznuts want? Butthead's face turns red. Uh, we came down cause, uh, we want to hang with you. Beavis interrupts, standing off to the side. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> can we join your gang? The other guys in Todd's gang start laughing. Sure you can join, man, but you gotta take the entrance exam first, Todd tells Butthead, and then he shoves him back next to Beavis. Are you ready? Y yeah Butthead answers hesitantly. The trunk to Todd's car opens and says, Hey Slade, let's help him cram for the exam. The biggest guy in Todd's gang, Slade, walks over and picks up the boys. No way! Slade throws the boys into the trunk of Todd's car. As their bodies are all twisted in every which way, Todd walks up and looks down at them. Seeing Todd from the boys' point of view with the blue sky behind him, he says, You guys ready for the exam? Eh, I guess so. You guys don't seem too excited. You pumped? The boys nod. Uh-huh. Yeah! Alright then, it's exam time! Todd shuts the trunk with the boys inside. He then starts his car up, and we see the road closed sign being smashed into pieces as Todd's car barrels through it and drives on down the road. Inside the trunk as the car shakes, it's completely dark, as we only see the whites of Beavis and Butthead's eyes as they laugh. The next scene, it's now nighttime, and we see the storefront of the Quick Mart from the road. Todd's car, with one working headlight and covered in mud, slowly pulls up to the front of the Quick Mart. Todd and Slade both get out of the car. Todd, holding a pinata, throws it back into his car, as Slade, holding a sombrero, throws it into the car as well. They approach the trunk and open it to see Beavis and Butthead pale and shaking, their bodies mangled in all weird positions. Slade picks up both the boys by their necks, one in each hand, and sets them standing up on the road. Well, girls, me and Slade's been talking, and we don't think you're quite ready to join the gang, man. Todd and Slade walk back to get into the car, as Todd continues. I really wanted to take ya, but Slade said no, man. Sorry. Todd, now sitting in his car, looks back and says, But if you guys want to try again, come back to the park next week and bring some gas money next time. The tires of Todd's car squeal as it speeds off, yet again, leaving Beavis and Butthead in a cloud of exhaust smoke. The smoke clears as the boys watching Todd drive off have hearts floating up next to their heads. Yes! Yeah, yeah, I knew he liked us! Yeah, Todd's cool. The boys then air guitar with happiness. And that's the end of Beavis and Butthead 
in the crush. Now let's check out the music videos. Okay, so the music videos in this episode, for the most part, there's one that was brand new, but the rest of them were in earlier episodes that uh, they're just rehashed. So as we go through these music videos, I'm not going to give you the description because we've already been through them in prior episodes, but uh, yeah, I'll just tell you which episode you could find these music videos in. Alright, sound good? Okay, so the first music video is Super Freak by Rick James, which was originally in the episode Yogurt's Cool. And then we got Goodbye to You by Scandal, which was also in the episode Yogurt's Cool. And then we have Heart and Soul by Tupaw, or Tupau, and that was originally in Yogurt's Cool as well. Then next is Just a Friend by Biz Markie, which was originally in the episode Home Improvement. And then next is Do You Want to Touch Me by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. The boys mouth the guitar riff and they air guitar to it, and they like the music video. Butthead says that Joan Jett has a good attitude, and seeing a muscular man flex his chest, Butthead says, Whoa, that guy has bigger boobs than she does. Yeah, maybe we should touch them. It's a dude, Beavis. Oh yeah, I forgot. He does have big boobs, though. Butthead puts his hand to the glass of the TV screen when he sees Joan Jett, and then seeing two fishermen holding fishing rods, Beavis says, Those are some dudes holding their rods. She should put her address on the screen so we know where to go so we could touch her. Why would you need a dress? You some kind of transformer? No, Beavis, not a dress. An address. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're stupid, Beavis. And the last music video is I Feel You by Depeche Mode. And that music video was originally in Way Down Mexico Way. That's the music videos. Now let's get into the fun facts. The fun facts for this episode... First off, it marks the appearance, the very first appearance of Todd Ianuzzi, along with the rest of his gang, with people like Slade in it. And Todd's last name, Ianuzzi, wasn't really revealed throughout the series, but if you have the book, This Book Sucks, the very first Beavis and Butthead book, it says in there, it reveals his last name. So the profile of Todd is that he's the bad boy criminal dirtball of Highland. And Beavis and Butthead look up to him with unconditional admiration. Todd, he's estimated to be in his late teens to early 20s. He has shoulder-length blonde hair with a slight mustache and unshaven stubbles on his face. He wears black aviator sunglasses and a light blue button-down mechanic shirt with sleeves torn off. Also on this mechanic shirt, he has a patch on his left breast that reads his name, Todd. For pants, he wears dark blue jeans, and for shoes, he wears charcoal black boots. He has a tattoo on the upper part of his left arm, where it's a skull wearing an eye patch as he's biting down on the blade of a knife with a flame backdrop with two words below it that read, Life Sucks, which in my opinion is a really badass tattoo. He tends to spend most of his time hanging with his gang or his girlfriend, Gina, as he drives a dented, patched, and beat-up dark green Plymouth Duster. Todd likes to drive this car anywhere he pleases, driving through yards and running anything over that's in his way. And as much as Beavis and Butthead look up to him and hope to one day join his gang, Todd is always kicking their asses and taking whatever he wants from them, regardless if it's food, money, or anything else. 
The character of Todd was created when two writers from Beavis and Butthead told Mike Judge that there needed to be a character that the boys looked up to, but this character would beat both of their asses all the time and just bully them and just terrorize them. So Mike Judge, needing to make this Todd character, he thought about his childhood. And it was around, he was 10 or 11 years old, and there was a family that lived down his street. And the father of this family was a truck driver, and a lot of the kids in the family had been to jail, and they were just, you know, always just up to no good. And one of the teenage boys from this family would terrorize Mike and the rest of his family when he would drive up on his family's front lawn with a motorcycle and just tear it up, making dirt patches in the front lawn. And in Mike's own words, the teenager would, quote, scare the shit out of us whenever he could. The actor Toby Huss wound up being the voice actor for Todd, and Toby is more widely known as the character of Artie from the Nickelodeon show Pete and Pete. He also voiced Con Sufenusenfone and Cotton Hill in the show King of the Hill, which is also created by Mike Judge. Now how Toby got to do the voice for Todd was that he was doing voice work already for MTV and he attended a party where he met Mike Judge and they started talking and bonding over the redneck trashy types that they grew up around. And an even deeper fun fact is that Toby's debut in Beavis and Butthead wasn't doing Todd's voice. He actually voiced the Quick Mart clerk in episode 30, Friday Night. This episode marks the first time we see Beavis and Butthead eating nachos, and an edited version of this episode, some things are trimmed out for time just to shorten it up, but the big major thing is that the shot of Beavis eating the roach is cut out in the Mike Judge version, and you could find this episode on the Mike Judge Collection Volume 1, Disc 1, which is where it was officially released. And The Crush is the 24th episode of Season 3 of Beavis and Butthead, and it's the 55th episode overall. And IMDB, the internet movie database, gives Beavis and Butthead in The Crush a 7.5 out of 10 rating. And now, I will give you my review. Okay, so this episode had created a lot of confusion for me. I remember it mostly from watching it from the Mike Judge Collection DVDs, you know, right when I first bought them in the mid-2000s, and I remember watching it, and I'm thinking, I know there's a scene in here where Beavis eats a roach, but it isn't in here, and it created a false memory in my head, so I knew I had to have seen it as a kid, but I really don't remember seeing it as a kid, too. I just, I do remember that Beavis did eat a roach. In that episode, it had me second guessing things, and I wonder why that wound up getting cut out. It wasn't anything too crazy or whatever, so I don't know. It's very questionable why things were cut from the Mike Judge collection uh, in certain ways. Very odd. But regardless, I finally see this unedited and uncut, and I'm like, ah, there it is. Yes, I was right all along. My childhood intuition, I need to believe in that more. All in all, I think this was a very good and solid episode. We got to see a lot of different areas of Highland. You know, the Quick Mart, we've already seen that, but we also got to see the tennis courts, which I don't know if we see them ever again in the series or not, but it was cool to see something different, a different location. And uh, the things we see on TV, too, we see the dome uh, being, even though they're all disasters, we see a part of Highland that we hadn't seen uh, before. And... 
we see Todd's gang. And we get to see Beavis and Butthead actually look up to somebody instead of uh, not caring about anybody at all. So it's like, aha, Todd was a great character to be put into the series. And he's just a very good, solid character that rounds out the entire cast of Beavis and Butthead for the reoccurring characters, at least. So let's take a look at this episode. All right. Beavis and Butthead, they're happy. They got to see themselves on TV. Butthead moons the camera. Very nice. And then they're just hanging out at Quick Mart. It's just like a regular, normal day for Beavis and Butthead. They watch TV, then they're at the Quick Mart convenience store, Maxi Mart, later on in later episodes. And they're eating their nachos. And then Todd pulls up, you know, crushes their bicycles. Just Todd goes, takes their food, and just completely ruins their day. But they, they let that go because they just think Todd is just so cool that... They, they're beyond themselves. Like, they probably see themselves from Todd's point of view what they would like to do to other people, which is, you know, crush their bikes, take their food. So they don't even see it as a personal attack against them. They're just admiring Todd from a third person. <laughs> but at the same time, in this episode, they do hesitate. Like, Butthead hesitates a little bit whenever Todd's talking about throwing them in the trunk. So there is a bit, a little bit of a conscience there, but they still go along with it just for the hopes of being a part of Todd's gang because that is the ultimate thing to do is to be in Todd's gang. Then that will let you know, that will validate you of your coolness. And throughout the series, as we will know, uh, Beavis and Butthead try and try again to win Todd's heart, (laughs) per se. I did like the whole bit between Todd and talking to the tennis player. Uh, The tennis player has a voice that's like a mix between Van Driesen and Bill Lumberg from Office Space. It's a very perfect stereotype of some guy that plays tennis. (laughs) And he's talking to this just trashy asshole kid blasting rock music. Just, hey, maybe you could turn it down, please. (laughs) It's perfect. It's perfect. How these characters are written, it's just so real with how (laughs) you would know people in real life, which I talked about this earlier that Todd reminds me of so many people in my hometown. It's maybe I grew up in a very trashy hellscape of a suburb that uh, (laughs) it's just like that. But I'm sure there's people like that in every town everywhere. We just know that there are those assholes out there that are just like Todd. There's a lot more in some towns than others, but yeah, I felt like growing up, there was about 60% of the dudes were like Todd in my town. So Beavis and Butthead, they approach Todd, and they want to get into his gang, and they just rough them up, just for something fun to do. And it's like, hey, we got these two idiots that just won't go away. Let's just really kind of maybe teach them a lesson. But the thing is, at the very end... After they drop Beavis and Butthead off back at the Quick Mart, Todd says that he's sorry, but he's just acting, I guess. You know, he's being very sarcastic with them, but he's not really trying to be completely mean. You know, he's like, yeah, Slade says we can't let you in. Sorry. So it seems like there is a slight hint of some kind of humanity in Todd. The one noticeable thing that I see that goes along with the story is when you see Todd and Slade get out of their car, Todd has the piñata, Slade has the sombrero, so it kind of infers that during their trip, 
with Beavis and Butthead in the trunk, they drove down to Mexico and back. So they took their souvenirs, which was, it's kind of funny. It's a pinata and a sombrero, but so it's just like, okay, that's what they did all day. And here they are back to the quickie mart uh, at nighttime. So Todd is nice enough, at least, to drop the boys back off, at least in the same town that they left from. You know, he didn't leave them in Mexico. So Beavis and Butthead, they see Todd drive off, and they just, they're they still just in love. They still think he's the coolest guy ever. And this was just a very good introduction to the character of Todd. This was his time to shine, and it really solidified him and made this character very concrete as to this is who this guy is. Uh, in a lot of ways, we got to see how he interacts, and you know there was nothing that could sway you otherwise and make you think any different as to who Todd as a character is. So, great introduction, good solid episode. The music videos were kind of lacking. The one Joan Jett video that was brand new was decent, it was good, but the rest was all rehashed stuff from earlier episodes. Which, those videos are great too, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, what happened in this episode behind the scenes where they just kind of short on time and they just grab some and from earlier episodes? I mean, that's obviously what happened, but yeah, I'd like to know. But regardless, probably was time constraints, whatever. But regardless of the music video rehash, this is a good episode, and I'm going to have to jump over IMDB and give this an 8 out of 10. Good episode. I love Todd as a character. Lots of funny moments in there. The one line I really love in this episode is after the tennis player is done talking to Todd and Beavis is wondering why Todd didn't kick his ass, Butthead says the line that he's going to wait until his girlfriend's watching to kick his ass. That just made me laugh my ass off for some reason because it's it's perfect. I You get that image in your head that Todd's waiting for his girlfriend he wants an audience to see (laughs) and that just lets you know how trashy his girlfriend is like wow todd is so cool because he's kicking this guy's ass in front of me (laughs) that's butthead's frame of mind and it's just badass and awesome i thought it was really funny anyways there you go beavis and butthead the crush gets an eight out of ten Well, that is it for this episode of the Butt Chronicles. If you liked this episode, if you didn't, make sure to sound off on our Facebook page. Search the Butt Chronicles on Facebook in the search bar and blah, blah, blah. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at IIWR Podcast. And that is it for me this week. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for checking out the podcast and supporting it by rating it five stars and that's about it you know i ain't uh trying to make a patreon or do anything like that you know just make this and put it out and sharing the love of beavis and butthead so once again i am your host dj glowing ice and this has been the butt chronicles your audio guide to everything beavis and butthead see you next time
Industrial Industries World Radio.